to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, Hey, squaddies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad Podcast. Today, we are having edition number four of our end-of-year travel recap for the year 2022. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this year has gone by so fast. It's been such an exciting year, and there's such a bittersweet moment at the end of the year. You're starting to celebrate the holidays, and you reflect on everything that you've done and everything that we've accomplished, but then you're also so excited for what's to come, what's the future, what's in 2023. So you're kind of in this like limbo of bittersweetness of reminiscing and then celebrating and being being excited for the future. I guess it depends on what kind of year you've had, how bitter or sweet it is. But I'd say we had a pretty good year. It was a crazy year and a lot happened and it went by so fast, especially the back half of the year. I felt like it just blinked and it was a new year already. It's been crazy. And I've been reflecting back on what we've done in the last year with the podcast and the travels that we've taken. And this year, we actually did something different with our episodes. And we decided to put one out every other week and then replay one of our hundreds of older episodes so that people who were newer could hear old stuff. And another reason was because of our schedules. So we've been super open with squatties on we all work full time. And we fit travel in as best we can, wherever we can. But this year, things got really hectic. There was months out of the year that I was working 80 hours a week. Brittany, you went through a new job change. Jamal, you are endeavoring on a whole business venture. So we've been super active with work and moving. I moved to Austin. That was a huge move. Yeah, our careers like all took a huge turn this year. Like you got promoted, Kim. Congrats to you. I don't think we've really said that on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Jamal started his own company. So career-wise, there was just so much going on. And as much as we love the podcast, we also have to make a living, you know? So I think it was a great year for us, even still with everything that we had going on travel-wise. Looking back on all the travel that we have done for the year, and I'm excited because we're going to get into it in just a sec, but... We traveled a lot for how busy we were. I'm consistently, constantly amazed at how much we can travel with everything else going on. So I actually counted how many trips we took. Do you know how many that I took personally, Jamal and I took personally? Do you know how many we took, Kim, off the top of your head? Just for you, Brittany, um, I'm going to say 23. 22 trips. <laughs> Basically averaging two a month, Brittany. Way to go. Very nice. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's a testament because, I mean, and I love how you said, you know, obviously we we're airing our older episodes and we really hammered it in on our older episodes that we're squeezing in on the replay of how we try to make travel a priority, right? And every trip doesn't need to be a big trip. Those weren't 22 
big trips that we took. They're little weekender getaways, some that are easy or chosen based off of the sale that an airline is having to a certain destination, et cetera. So I think it just proves the point, you know, even as busy as we are or as anybody else is, if you make travel a priority and say like, yes, I'm going to do this budget for it, fit it into your schedule, you can always make it happen. I also want to say that even though we did replay episodes, we actually got really good feedback from our squaddies and listeners. Like we had still just as many listens to the replay episodes as we did the new episodes. And then people were like, oh, I didn't realize this came out previously because maybe they joined the squad more recently. So they had never gone that far back to re-listen. And even still with replaying episodes, we still saw an increase in our listenership and we're still hitting like goals and milestones every single new month. So that was pretty amazing for us to see. I felt like this year we heard from our squaddies more than we ever have, which is so rewarding and fun to be able to talk to people that are actually listening on the other end of this mic and people that are getting inspired by the episodes that we put out. And when they write in and tell us about the trips that they're planning or that they took after listening to our episodes, that was a really cool experience for this last year. Even knowing we weren't putting out 52 new episodes, it was 26 and still people were that engaged. And I just want to say to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of the podcast networks out there, get it together with your search feature. You cannot go to a podcast and search through their episodes and find what you need. So if somebody were to start listening today and say they want to hear about Tulum, like it's hard to find that episode. So I think we'll keep up some of the replays because there's a lot of good stuff that we want people to hear and not have to go digging in. Yeah, exactly. So why don't we just dive right in it? So for the year to to recap what we've done, we were able to see one wonder of the world, which was Chichen Itza. And we were just looking at this today and Jamal and I were so surprised. We made it to two countries, which probably not the most countries we've seen in a year. We only went to Mexico and Uganda. But still really, really great trips. When I was looking at this and I saw that it was just those two, I had to like really think about it. I was like, no way, because like we counted, you know, 22 trips. But then I thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we only take three larger ones a year. One of them was actually to Mexico, even though it's in our backyard because we had to cancel a January Morocco trip, which we'll talk about later. And then Uganda. So we hit other countries in transit and flight, but I was just blown away by this and yet still exploring our own backyard, exploring America. We hit off so many more things. Six different state parks, 10 national parks, and then 16 different states collectively amongst us. I mean, that's pretty impressive, I would say. Covering some ground here in America. Yeah, we are. And that's one of the highlights of COVID. Sometimes, you know, I mean, Brittany and I are really trying to go to Hong Kong and some countries, China, they're still strict on COVID. So we're still living in the day where some places to travel is a little bit more difficult. So always a good option to explore America and everything that we have from east to west, west to east. You know what? Next year, I would like for us to count how many breakfast buffets we hit up for the year. Oh, we'll have to keep a running tally on that one. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Buffets, maybe even lounges. Those are the real accomplishments, you know? Oh, yeah. 
So in January of 2022, we started off with a bing. Jamal and I did a Big Sur road trip, the Big Sur that we never saw the first time around because (laughs) when we first tried to go, there was that huge landslide. So if you go all the way back to like episode four or five, you can hear about the not Big Sur road trip or just wait and we'll replay it soon for you. So we had a really great time in Big Sur. We hit some of those most iconic spots on the way up were like the San Simeon Elephant Seals, McWay Falls, Keyhole Arch at Pfeiffer Beach, and then, of course, the iconic, famous Bixby Creek Bridge. And we took it really slow, like leisurely over the entire day, just went to each stop, hiked, looked around. We had lunch on the beach, and it was a really nice, relaxing New Year's weekend road trip. So I really enjoyed that trip. I would actually redo that trip. I loved it so much. I mean, it was really starting the New Year with a bang. We drove to the starting point of Big Sur on New Year's Eve, being that we're all over 30 and the losers that we are in terms of like body strength these days, we slept into the new year, wasn't even uh, awake for it, and then woke up New Year's Day and we're like, all right, we're driving Big Sur and we did it. And that's the way that we started the year. And by the way, we have a free itinerary available on our website for Big Sur. So go to our website, check it out, travelsquadpodcast.com, the free Big Sur itinerary, and do check out our other itineraries that we have available just as well. I literally just finished putting it on our website last night. So if someone were to go to our website and download it, what are they going to see in it? They are going to see all of the highlights that I just mentioned. So it's going to be from the minute that you wake up, where you're going to go, where you're going to start at, what you're going to see there. And then it will tell you the mileage to get to every single destination, how much time to allot at each one. And then it'll end your day after seeing all of those iconic highlights in Monterey at a restaurant on the pier with an ocean view. Ooh. So it's a really good itinerary. It lays everything out for you really easily. And it's free. Nice. Happy holidays, squaddies. Go get your free itinerary. We decided not to go back down the same way that we came from Big Sur. So on our way back, we went inland in California and we hit back up Pinnacles National Park, which we visited before, which is really cool because we got to see the California condors again, which was amazing. So that was a really great trip to start off the year. But then later in the month of January, we went to Tulum, Mexico, because our trip to Morocco was actually canceled. And we spent seven days using Tulum as a hub. We went to so many cenotes, ruins. We had some of the best Mexican food while we were there. And then we even did that day trip to Chichen Itza, which is, again, a wonder of the world. So it was amazing. We had a great time. And Tulum, if you haven't been, I would highly recommend going. Yeah. And be sure to go back and listen to that episode that we have on Tulum talking all about it. I mean, obviously, we spent a good amount of time in Tulum. We spent the night there every night. But like Brittany said, we used it as a hub. So a lot of times people will go there and it's become really touristy, but there's so many good things to do around the area that involve just a little bit of driving, or you can pay to do tour day tours from Tulum. But there's even a really good spot about 15 minutes south of Tulum that very few people actually go to where you can go do lagoon rides and everything like that. It's really, really beautiful. So go listen to our episode, check it out, get all those ideas because Tulum is a hot spot, but don't fall into the trap of just staying in Tulum. Go out and explore. 
So you guys recommend Tulum. I've been to Tulum. I thought it was amazing. But have you heard that word on the street is saying Tulum is out and Holbosch is in? I've been telling you guys about Holbosch for a while. Do you remember? I was saying that's one of the islands that they have off the coast in Quintana Roo, which is the state that Tulum is in, along with Cancun. Mm -hmm. And it's a very nice, secluded island. I don't even think they Mm -hmm. have cars operating on it. And it's like luxury retreat level out there. And we really need to go to Holbosch. Everyone says that Bacalar is going to be the next Tulum in the next five years. And we actually did visit Bacalar while we were in Tulum on that trip. And so it'll be interesting to see once we go back to Bacalar in the future and then Holbosch, how things turn out and what is new and exciting around those areas. So little side story out here in Austin, just last week, I went to a Facebook event that I came across where a group of ladies gets together and they all cook something out of a cookbook and bring drinks and they hang out and they eat and they drink. And this month they were also doing a Christmas cookie exchange. So I went there, I met this lady who is leading her first women's only guided vacation retreat to the island of Holbosch. And she's saying she's gone many times. It's totally blowing up. It's totally changed. And I just thought that was really cool. Just she's not a travel influencer or expert, but she built a group of about 10 ladies and she's guiding them out there on on a guided tour. Oh, that's amazing. All the more reason that we need to go because I've been telling you guys for a while, Holbosch is going to be in and apparently it is. So we got to check it out. And if you squatties have been there already, DM us, let us know the to-dos. That way we can plan our own trip and share that information with everybody else. But Kim, did you do anything in January? So this year was crazy for me with work and then moving. So I didn't travel as much as I normally would this year. But in January, I did take one trip. I went home to Sacramento to visit family. I'm glad that I did. I got to see a little bit of Midtown Sacramento and back to my old stomping grounds. And that was really fun. But I was also there to visit my grandparents, especially my grandfather, who I'm just so happy I got to visit during that time because it wasn't even a month later that he finally passed away from his fight with cancers. So that that trip, even though it was small and we've been to Sacramento a trillion times, it's it's a special one to me. Of course. And that, it was at the height of when you were working those 80 hours a week too, also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't try that at home, guys. <laughs> Hey, squatties, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. 
Hey squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So in February, we went mid-month down to Tijuana and we splurged a little bit on a really nice hotel that had this huge tub in the room and it was amazing. It was very romantic. We went like right around the time of Valentine's Day and then we went out to dinner at Caesars, which is the restaurant that created the Caesar salad, which is always amazing food. Tableside Caesar salads. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Delicious. And then I actually went on a girl's trip with one of my own old coworkers, and we flew into Vegas and we drove to Kanab, Utah, and we booked my first guided hike into a slot canyon. And I've never done a guided hike before because, you know, we're experienced hikers. Yes, you have. Antelope Canyon or Lower Antelope Canyon was a guided hike through a slot canyon. (laughs) That's true. I guess that's true. But the reason why we booked a guided hike wasn't necessarily because we couldn't do the slot canyon ourselves. It was because it was so remote to get to. You can't navigate it without a four by four. And then like, unless you have really good GPS and navigation skills, even with a GPS, I don't know if I could have gotten there myself. Like I was really glad we went with a guide. And then from there, we drove to Bryce Canyon. We stayed at the same hotel that we originally stayed at as a squad, had the same biscuits and gravy. I'm so jealous. And they were still just as good. Oh. (laughs) We did some scenic driving and hiking. And then we went to Kodachrome Basin State Park, which is actually not very far from Bryce. It's within like 30, 40 minutes. It's not as popular. We only came across like four people total while we were there. But little side note, I went hiking. It was very icy. I even had my crampons on for the ice. Still slipped, grabbed a bush, (laughs) bought a splinter that was so deep. I let it live in my finger for nine months until I You went in February. You just got it out a few days ago. That's 10 months. Pretty much. (laughs) And I decided that it was time to cut the splinter out of my finger myself. I mean, I thought eventually it was going to come out. Like when she came, she told me she had it. I felt it. Then I was like, oh, it's just going to come out. Then a month later, she tells me like, oh, yeah, I still have the splinter. I'm like, it hasn't come out. And then she's like, no, it's actually migrated. And it moved (laughs) in her finger to a completely different spot. And Brittany being the medical professional that she is, Bought some scalpels online from Amazon, performed her own in-home surgery to really remove it. And I cannot believe the size of that thing that came out of her finger that's been living in there for 10 months. I saw the pictures. Big as a Benadryl, right? Big as a Benadryl. (laughs) (laughs) Lengthwise. Brittany, 
You're supposed to, what do they say? Leave only footprints, take only memories. Don't take the splinters. <laughs> Wanted to leave it there. I couldn't fish it out while I was there though. So that's what <laughs> happened. But you did a little traveling in February too, Kim. February, I went to go visit my friends, Katie and Justin, who are living in Idaho, kind of near Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene's beautiful. Yeah. So I love taking trips to go visit people. And especially when you're visiting them, they live there and they can show you around all the cool spots. So we did explore Coeur d'Alene. We went to a really nice brewery and got food and whatever. And it was snowing the whole time too, which was really nice. And we took a road trip out to Montana. We stayed in Missoula. We stayed in this hotel called Come On In. And they booked it. I didn't know what we were really walking into. I only knew that there was a big jacuzzi tub in the room. But this hotel was a big jacuzzi tub hotel. Like, oh, that's so cool. Our front door of our hotel room went into the lobby. So it was all indoors. Nice breakfast buffet spread. Right. And right, right by the breakfast buffet are a bunch of hot tubs. Like there were 12 hot tubs on this property, not including the ones in the rooms. That's crazy. I've never heard of a (laughs) property like that, but that sounds amazing. I would love to stay there. Yeah, it was really cool. And the whole reason we were going to Montana in the first place was to go to Hot Springs. We went to a hot spring called Jerry Johnson Hot Springs. It was really cool. Snow hiking on the trails, like everything's covered in snow. There's a big hot springs in the ground. There was a couple other big ones by the river and some you could like hike to get to. So that was a really fun experience, just snow and soaking. (laughs) Well, we know you love the hot springs, but I have to ask, minus the Jacuzzi Tub Experience Hotel at the Come On In, which I think is a sexual innuendo, by the way, but that's neither here nor there (laughs) with the uh, Jacuzzi Tub situation, was Jerry Johnson better or was it better when we did our Boise trip and we did the Boise hot springs because that was a hot springs and snow experience and I'm just curious how these ones were because was Jerry Johnson in Missoula or was it in Coeur d'Alene area it's kind of right on the border actually of the two states and it reminded me a lot of Kirkham hot springs in Idaho where it's natural and you had to like hike in the snow on the pathway in the forest It was very much that kind of vibe. Both of them were amazing. So I'm not going to discredit one or the other. All three of them really brought their A game. I was just curious uh, (laughs) for the official ranking from the hot spring connoisseur, which is you, Kim. So I just wanted to know. It's hard. It's, It's a close tie. But Idaho just really takes the cake for hot springs. Idaho is a beautiful place. I can't wait to go back and explore more of it, really. But we really couldn't get away from the snow because in March, we went to Breckenridge, which is funny that we decided to go again in March after last year in March, having this crazy snowstorm that prevented us from going. Mm -hmm. We thought, oh, why not try March again? (laughs) Why not? Well, I mean, what's funny is one, this is our first squad trip, all three of us of the year, mind you. But at the same time, yeah. It sounds stupid because we got snowed out from even going to Breckenridge in 2021, but Breckenridge is like one of Colorado's top three or four mountain town areas. So obviously we wanted to go during snow season. So it's kind of one of those double-edged swords. We're just like, F it, man. We're rolling the dice. And you know what? This time it played out and we made it to Breckenridge. We got to try cross-country skiing for the first time. And I can (laughs) tell you all squatties, we are not good at it. It is harder than it looks. I mean, we had a lot of fun. 
It's not. <laughs> I mean, I can snowboard. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm good at it, but I can make my way down a mountain and not really be falling at all. I could not believe how hard it was to cross country ski. And whenever we saw people that were really out there just like gliding, I felt like, my God, like I'm a peasant looking at an Olympian out here. <laughs> like, how do you glide so smooth? It was very, very impressive. We also got to take the gondola up while it was snowing, which was really pretty. Hike to see the Breckenridge giant troll in the snow and then explored the cute downtown area too. And it pretty much snowed the whole time we were there and on our way back to Denver. So we were lucky we didn't get snowed in. I will say the best thing about Breckenridge is the company that I was with. Breckenridge let me down a little bit. And maybe it's because we've been hyping it up for like a year and a half, two years, and we're like, we're going to go, got canceled, then we go again, and we all sucked at cross-country skiing. (laughs) Uh, But it let me down a little bit in that sense, but it was still a really, really fun time and definitely worth going for sure. Yeah. It would have been nice to do some tubing there, but Jamal, I thought you were going to say the highlight of the trip was my 80s ski suit. Well, (laughs) I mean, that goes without saying hands down, you know, I, I didn't mention it because I thought there's no need to mention the obvious, but yeah, I, I really did love the outfit that you bought for it, accessorized really well. And I was impressed. I mean, you're looking like a great snow bunny out there. That's for sure. You and Brittany, rocking the show. And then in March, we also went down to Valle de Guadalupe. You know, we all love Valle de Guadalupe. It has a special place in our heart down near Ensenada. And we did an overnight in a bubble hotel. And I have been seeing them on Instagram and other Airbnb and other platforms. And I really wanted to try one. So we splurged. It was probably about 350 for a night, but you get your own individual bubble and it's kind of enclosed with haystacks, but you look out to a vineyard and then we chose a bubble specifically that had its own private hot tub. So we picked up a bottle of wine. They have wine glasses in your bubble so you can take your wine out to the hot tub, relax, look out to the vineyard, and then get back into your bubble for the night. And they take the top off so you look up to the night sky. Really pretty. And it even had its own enclosed bathroom within the bubble too. So highly recommend that. And just for you squatties, we've mentioned Valle de Guadalupe before. Some of you probably know what it is just from those conversations and us mentioning it. For those of you who do not, I'm just going to let you know again here is that this is Mexico's premier wine region. It is their equivalent of what Napa is here in the United States. Lucky for us being here in San Diego, it's a quick hour and a half drive from the border. So very, very close for us by Ensenada, Mexico. So when Brittany's talking about this bubble hotel, you'd be like, okay, whatever. But I mean, it's a bubble hotel, clear roof. You're falling asleep, looking at the stars. You're sleeping in the middle of a vineyard in the wine region. It's a whole ambiance experience that you just have to sit back and enjoy and be like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. And I highly recommend anybody who is into wine make the venture out to Valle de Guadalupe. We did stop at Cuatro Cuatro's winery too. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be, but still a good experience nonetheless. Did you go up on the hill where the view is? You know, I don't know that we did. I think we were just down like at this like little bar area. And I don't know because you had to have reservations for certain Mm -hmm. areas. And I think that may have changed when COVID happened and they started requiring more reservations. So I don't think we got the full experience. Have you gone and gotten that view, Kim? Or you just know of it? Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm aware of it and Quattro Quattro is supposed to be like 
one of the more premier vineyards that they have in the region with a beautiful restaurant, amazing view of the Pacific Ocean from the top of the cliff. But where we were, where they were actually having the wine tasting, not in a very impressive area. It was definitely still fun, but for thinking like, wow, this one is like highly, highly rated. We've been to better vineyards with a better atmosphere that wasn't as like haughty toddy or like prestigious with a much more modest cost. Now, even the costs there are still modest, but a lot more modest in other locations with a cooler vibe, I would say. I'm really glad that you guys did this. We've been looking at them online for forever and you see them popping up in more and more places, but how cool is it to be on a vineyard? I think this kind of experience where the hotel or the Airbnb is part of what makes the trip cool. I am mm-hmm. kind of gravitating toward that travel style a little bit more. Just like places that I go, I think it might have started in Nashville or not Nashville, in Gatlinburg last year when I had the hotel with the hot tub in that you guys ended up staying in this year. I think that's yes. what got me going on it. But yeah, I have been looking into a big Airbnb for when I go back to California in June. My cousin's getting married on a lake. And so I've been looking at these big Airbnbs by the lake. I send a list to my mom and she goes, as long as it's clean, I don't care where we stay. We're only there for a wedding. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Clean is your minimum standard. You don't care about anything else. Okay. Easy to please, I guess. Easy to please. (laughs) But yeah, you'll be in a prime location on the lake in Lake Arrowhead. So there's a lot of good cabin options. And yeah, that will be really beautiful properties. I'm over here like, what kind of comforters do they have? What kind of view does it have? My mom's like, as long as there's no cockroaches, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving into April. So springtime now, we're starting to get out of the darkness. I took a trip to Mexico with my boyfriend. His cousin was having her quinceanera in Veracruz. And so wasn't as much of a explore the area trip as it was a family time trip and there for the quinceanera and there for the party the next day and a lot of hanging out with family, a lot of eating really good food and a lot of being in the hot and humid weather that was there, but it was great. (laughs) To your point of what you were saying when you were talking about in February, when you went to Idaho and you love going and visiting places where people actually live, to a degree you did that. Yeah, you went with your boyfriend. Yeah, it was his family, but you did something cultural. Quinceañeras obviously are very huge in Mexican tradition. And so So I know. And so you traveled somewhere and you did something like culturally with locals to some degree, right? So that enhanced experience, it's not just like, oh, it's family. Like you really did something cultural. And I think that's actually really, really awesome. I've only been to one quinceanera for somebody when we were all still living in Woodland, but Mm -hmm. I would love to go to a real quinceanera in Mexico for somebody I know. I don't know anybody that I would have that situation yeah. to go, but I know it would be fun. You've been to the wedding in Mexico and very much like that. Bar carts, no water, party till 5 a.m. <laughs> and then I came back the next day, the after party the following day was at the same venue. It was just like another party. It was amazing. Really, really fun, good time and so much good food as always in Mexico. 
Yeah, the food in Mexico, hard to beat, hard to beat for sure. Well, Jamal and I also went to spend some time with family. We went up to Northern California and we took Jamal's parents on a little day trip to Point Reyes National Seashore. And we saw the lighthouse there, which is really beautiful on a cliff edge. And it's a very scenic drive to get there. Jamal's parents hadn't done much since COVID has hit. So it was nice to take them out, take them on a nice drive. And they really enjoyed their time, even though we didn't do like a ton of stuff. But it was a very nice day trip. And then Jamal and I planned a weekend trip to Yosemite National Park. We hiked to the top of Yosemite Falls, which is the tallest waterfall in North America. The top third of it, because we visited in April, was still all snow. So we had to have our crampons. It was crazy. It was a strenuous hike. Made it to the (laughs) top. Beautiful views of the Yosemite Valley. And then we went to the back area of Yosemite, which isn't frequently visited. Most people come to visit Yosemite Valley, but we went to an area the next day called Hetch Hetchy, and we really didn't come across a lot of people. It was very remote, and we went to a huge raging waterfall called Wapama Falls that was amazing to see. Yeah, I really love Yosemite. I mean, I just love Northern California. I love California in general. I mean, we're California people. Maybe Kim, not so much anymore. She's a Texan (laughs) now, but I mean, obviously, we all grew up in Northern California. What Brittany just mentioned, Point Reyes, it's about an hour, probably even less north of San Francisco. And if you do that Northern California coast north of San Francisco, it's very, very beautiful just as well, that scenic lighthouse. And then, I mean, Yosemite, one of the crown jewels of the national park system in Northern California in the beautiful Sierra Nevada mountains. So, so amazing. And I agree with your point 100%, Brittany. And I want to recommend to a lot of people, go to Hetch Hetchy, because like Brittany said, most people go to Yosemite Valley, and rightfully so, but very few people explore this region of Yosemite that you can't get to from the valley. The valley dead ends you, and you have to loop out. You have to go a little bit further and out of the way to get to Hetch Hetchy, but very unique spot that not a lot of people go to. Getting into May, I took a very exciting trip. It was one of my good friends, Che, her bachelorette party in Cabo. So there was myself along with 13 other girls who were staying in a big, huge Airbnb with pools and ocean views. And we went on an amazing yacht and just had like grade A service, drink always in your hand, dancing on the front of the yacht on the water. So fun. A whole day at Mango Deck, really fun dinners. There's also a place in Cabo called Flora Farms that is the best place to end your trip. If you're just not wanting to like go super, super hard on that last day, they have really healthy food, juices. They also have great cocktails. So if you need a little hair of the dog or you need a little health, you could <laughs> even get both. I had a really great carrot turmeric vodka drink that was Ooh. 10 out of 10. <laughs> So I highly recommend that one to wind down, but it was just the perfect Cabo trip. So much fun. Everybody should do a girl's trip to Cabo one point in their life. Sorry, Jamal. Not everybody, but every girl should. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like you keep saying something and then to your point, something else comes up later to prove it, right? I mean, when I saw the photos and videos that you're posting on social media of the Airbnb that you guys had in Cabo, like I was just blown away. And you just mentioned a minute or two ago about how you're all about stays now where the hotel or Airbnb like enhances the experience. And there's no way your Cabo experience wasn't enhanced by this like four story Airbnb that you guys were staying at for it. So crazy, but I really want to get down to Cabo. And it's one of those things where we've explored a lot of areas 
areas of Mexico, Brittany and I, but we still haven't made our way down to Cabo and I don't know why. And while we're on the topic of Cabo, we actually recorded an episode all about Cabo and your experience, Kim, and that releases in 2023 in January. So you guys make sure to keep an eye out for that episode. And it's not just all going to be about the bachelorette party. I've been to Cabo twice. One other time was on a cruise and also did some other research to give you guys other recommendations if you're interested in like an all-inclusive resort, for example, which I would love to go back to Cabo and do. So did some little research and it was for you guys and it was for me. Let's do a squad trip to Cabo. All-inclusive. I'm I'm ready to do it. Weekend trip. It would be an easy weekend trip. Down. All right. We're planning it. It's happening in 2023. We'll make <laughs> it happen. Also in May, though, we took another squad trip all together. And again, another squad trip that we finally put into fruition that got canceled or was like a backup plan during COVID, which was a South Road trip. But we did a squad trip. Honorary squad member, my sister Nezwa came along with us just as well on that one. But we went to Savannah, Charleston, Congaree National Park, Great Smoky Mountains, and Asheville. Now, Kim, you didn't stay for the entire duration of that, but squad trip nonetheless to those locations. We did squad trip to Savannah, Charleston, and Congaree. And then I had to hightail out of there because I had to catch my flight to Cabo. (laughs) And you had already been to Smoky Mountains before that too. And Smoky Mountains is amazing. I'm glad that I went before you guys because I gave you a little bit of the lay of the land and you did end up staying in that same hotel with the giant hot tub. That place is so high on my list of good memories. Yeah, I think Gatlinburg is really beautiful and it's definitely the gateways to the Smoky. And the highlight of the Great Smoky Mountain portion of our trip was while we were hiking on the Alum Caves Trail, Jamal and I came across a mama bear and her two cubs that were in the tree and we got to watch them for quite some time. So that was probably the highlight of that area. But I really loved Savannah so much. I think it's one of my new favorite cities in the USA. There's just so much history there. It's America's most haunted city, which made it kind of spooky. Great Southern food. The downtown area was great. And I think the best thing that we ate there was those green tomatoes. Like those were amazing. Not just green tomatoes, Brittany. Fried. Fried green tomatoes. Classic Southern staple. Yeah. I loved Savannah just as well. I know we all did. We all fell in love and became enchanted with it. I'm ready to go back, quite honestly. I think we could have a really, really good time again out there. We also went to Charleston, which I think collectively we were all not necessarily a huge fan of. We did mention in the episode talking about it, how we think that was to our own detriment and things that we did on bad research and decisions we made when we were there. But I just want to say somebody left us a terrible review because they did not like what we had to say about Charleston. But I just want to say we give our authentic opinions of the places that we experience. All three of us might have the same opinion. All three of us might have a completely different opinion about it. But I was really taken aback because I think the person just really wanted so much more of it. And like we said, we think it could have been better if we did things a little bit differently on that, but still coming from Savannah. Well, in fact, we actually thought that there was going to be more to do in Charleston. And I think originally we thought we would like Charleston more, but when it came down to the trip and what we actually did and experienced, we ended up falling in love with Savannah and then we were a bit let down by Charleston. And that's just our own perspective, our own opinion. Maybe it would have been different if we'd done Charleston first or differently. I would definitely go back and do more of it and see if I could make the experience better. But I still had a great time on that trip. I feel like Congaree National Park is underrated. 
Yeah. Not a lot of people visit. It was really beautiful. We had pretty much the entire national park to ourselves while we were there. Saw an alligator. I know. And I, technically it's not a swamp, but it's the best way to describe it. It's like a forested swamp. I never thought I could be so enchanted by such scenery. <laughs> it was really cool, like flooded forests. And then the wildlife we saw, which was galore, a tortoise just crawling around, making a bunch of noise. We were like, what is this? We thought maybe like a snake had some prey, find out it's then the tortoise. Then we go to the dock overlook of the lake, and then we see a gator just going through on there. The sea turtles, I shouldn't call them sea turtles, but turtles in the water that were just like at the base of the dock and the The snake swimming in the water right there. And those aren't like animals maybe that people are like, oh, I want to see, but they're of that environment and it really enhanced the experience. So underrated. I really enjoyed Congress. When I'm around Austin and some of the natural places around here, sometimes I feel like it gives South Carolina vibes, Congaree vibes, the animals, the sounds, the trees. I can see that. I definitely can see that. I can see that because when we visited you in Austin, Kim, I came back with the most mosquito bites I've had all year. (laughs) (laughs) And we also on that trip went to Asheville, which has the scenic famous Blue Ridge Parkway that runs through Asheville. And Asheville is right outside Mount Mitchell State Park, which is the highest peak east of the Mississippi. So we went there as well. But Asheville has a really cool downtown scene. It's more an up and coming city in the Carolinas. And they have a ton of different breweries. We found our favorite one. It was called Wicked Weed Brewery. Had really great beers. I had one that tasted like a pina colada, which was amazing. And they also had some really good sours. Mm. But June was a big month for you though, Kim, right? June was a huge month for me because I moved from San Diego to Austin, Texas. Finally did it. But you know, on on such a long drive, and I'm going to be passing by national parks, I would be stupid not to go to them, right? Exactly. And there were a lot. And I crunched the numbers and crunched the map so many different ways. And I could have hit Guadalupe Mountains and Carlsbad Caverns and Saguaro and White Sands and like all of these. And I thought, okay, calm down. This doesn't need to be a five-day trip (laughs) with a (laughs) U-Haul. True. So we ended up just hitting one and that was Carlsbad Caverns National Park because I have been wanting to go to this cave national park for so long. It's massive. You guys have been before. You had rave reviews about it. And we were going to be driving right through there. So managed to crunch the map so that the first leg of the trip was the 14 hours, get the hard part out of the way. And then we got to wake up, go to Carlsbad Caverns and get on with the trip. Yeah, I really think that out of all of the national parks you could have gone, that was your best choice. And so I'm glad if you were to pick one, you picked the right one. It's a good one. I would love to go back and explore more of it and just spend more time there. But it's just crazy how when you're there, for as far as the eye can see, there's nothing. It's like a barren, tan-colored ocean. And little do you know, right under you is just this amazing cave system with thousands and millions of years of history. Yeah. Jamal and I went one year on a birthday trip for him and it was really amazing. So I'm glad you were able to go too. And moving in and of itself is a huge experience and moving across state line and you traversed California, Arizona, New Mexico, and then into Texas. So you covered four states on your trip. So pretty amazing. Yes. And then we always talk about explore your own backyard. So my backyard just got a lot bigger because everything's bigger in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot more to explore. And so for the 
back half of the year, I spent a lot of time exploring nature and fun things to do in this area. Well, keeping with the theme of exploring your own backyard, a June trip that Brittany and I took was going back up home to Northern California, visited my parents, but we're such a short drive away from beautiful, majestic Lake Tahoe. So Brittany and I went to Lake Tahoe, one of all three of our personal favorites, and we did a little bit of hiking, drove around the lake, went to hiking spots, and finally went to Sand Harbor Beach. It's one of those things where, you know, when you live so close to something, People either go there all the time or it's so close that you don't make necessarily the effort. And obviously, we've gone to Tahoe a million times, but never really made the effort to go to Sand Harbor Beach, which if you Google Lake Tahoe, I guarantee you this is going to be some of the first Google images that come up of those big boulders in the crystal clear water that is Lake Tahoe. So we went to the beach there, did some hiking, and had a really good time. Yeah. And another trip that we did in, we actually had a lot of trips in June. We had back-to-back trip. We had a trip planned to Portland, Oregon. We did a waterfall extravaganza. We saw so many different waterfalls. We went to the famous Multnomah Falls, which is Oregon's probably most popular waterfall, best known. And then we went down to Silver Falls State Park and did a trail called Trail of the Ten Falls, which I would highly recommend. We saw 10 waterfalls because it's called Trail of the Ten Falls, but they were all really impressive ones. They weren't just little tiny ones. They were all like peak because of the time that we went. And we had a really great time exploring Portland. When we went, Jamal wasn't sold on the trip. And I think he really came to appreciate how beautiful Oregon is as a state and what we did because we just spent the whole time out in nature. And the last week of June, we went to back to Valle de Guadalupe, but we went to a Mexican wedding at a winery. Yeah, Brittany's cousin ended up getting married in Valle de Guadalupe. We went back. And now that we're just going through all this stuff, man, Mexico, what a year for us uh, as a squad going to Mexico. I mean, we love it. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Mexico, let alone Valle de Guadalupe, but family event and wedding down there. It was amazing. Yeah. And then July, we had another wedding to attend. My brother, Tyler, he got married and he was celebrating in Las Vegas. So we spent four days there, made a little trip of that. And we went, I went, I wouldn't say Jamal went, I went to a Magic Mike show for the first time. That was pretty exciting. I mean, I wanted to go to the Magic Mike. I wasn't invited to it, unfortunately, though. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we checked out the Bellagio, which has like the inside garden, botanical garden. And then we also rode the High Roller, which is the tallest Ferris wheel, I think, in the world. Every single time we've gone to Vegas together, I say, let's let's do the high roller. And you guys are like, no, no. Well, we've already done it, but I'll tell you what, because it was part of the wedding, wedding party and the bride and groom wanted something from his side, her side to all do something together after dinner. They ended up purchasing the tickets for the high roller that we all did. So we all ended up getting into one car, not the bar car. I know when you went, we wanted to do the bar car, but uh, it was still, I mean, if you do the high roller and go to Las Vegas, if you've never done it, they charge you more to do it at night, but you have to do it at night. If you're going to be up that high, you really need to see all the lights that is Las Vegas. So that's going to be a squad tip for you guys. Do not do it during the day. It's cheaper. But it's not going to be as cool of an experience as if you do it at night. But also in July, maybe coolest month because it's my birthday month, (laughs) I did a bucket list trip. You know, Brittany mentioned earlier, oh, yeah, we did a birthday trip for Jamal at Carlsbad Caverns. I loved it, by the way. Carlsbad Caverns is great. That was a long time ago. But – 
Brittany always picks him. I told her this year for 2022, Jamal is picking what he does for his birthday. And Jamal chose <laughs> Cedar Point in Ohio, which is a world-class amusement park. I am a roller coaster fiend, fan, love them. This amusement park is legendary, and we finally finally went bucket list. I'm telling Brittany, she's asking, what do I want to do in 2023? I'm telling her, I want to go back to Cedar Point for my birthday. <laughs> how much I loved it. So if you're a roller coaster fan, haven't been to Cedar Point, make it out there. But being the gracious husband that I am, we are very close to Cuyahoga National Park in Ohio. And I told Brittany, I will allow a national park on this <laughs> and we went to Cuyahoga. Yeah. You know, we typically like to do episodes on our travels, but there really wasn't uh, enough content in Cuyahoga National Park to do a whole episode on it. I think later we'll have episodes on national parks you can do in a day. And like Cuyahoga would be on that as well as White Sands. Well, what about a whole Cedar Park or Cedar Point, Ohio, Cuyahoga combo episode? I mean, we we definitely could do that. I don't know if people want to hear my opinion of Cuyahoga. So, you know, there's that. And by what I say by that is like, it's literally a park that shouldn't be a national park. We've had this conversation before. And, you know, when I Google the photos of Cuyahoga, I'm like blown away. And then we go to these places. I'm just like, where was this in the national park? Like, I didn't even see it. We went to like two of the main two highlights and I was not very impressed with it. So, you know, I feel like I don't want to put that on the squatties. No, no disrespect to Ohio and Cuyahoga and for the people who love it, but uh, not, not really impressed. The two best things to see in Cuyahoga National Park are definitely the ledges hike in area and then the, the Brandywine Falls. Those are the highlights, but it's an easy half to full day trip. And it's not my favorite national park. I'm glad we went. It's on our bucket list to do all of the national parks. Yes. So definitely had to check it off. But I think there are definitely better national parks in this nation. And we flew into Chicago because it was the cheapest flight and we love Chicago. So we always try to make a trip out of that. We got some deep dish pizza, drove Shoreline Drive. And we always joke that whenever we fly into Chicago, we have to hit another state. So, you know, we've done <laughs> Michigan, we've done Indiana, we've done Ohio, Ohio. and we even did Missouri. But we've been talking about Kenosha, Wisconsin for a long time when we did our squad trip to Chicago, because, you know, Wisconsin's right there, not too far off, and yet we haven't made that little venture north. So we're, we're going to hit Wisconsin one of these days, whether it be Kenosha and the Cheese Palace that we were looking at to do some cheese tasting or make our way up to Milwaukee. August was actually a really exciting trip. And I think one of the coolest things about becoming an adult and having friends all over the world is that you can plan trips to meet up in a certain spot and explore this place together. So that's exactly what we did. Brittany and I have a friend named Robin that we've known since junior high and been good friends with ever since. And so usually around the summertime, summer break time from school, she would come down to San Diego and stay with us, hang out with us. And we would go around San Diego. But this year we said, why don't we meet up somewhere? So we finally planned this trip to Mesa Verde National Park. Brittany and Jamal thought they were going to take an anniversary trip, just the two of them, nice and romantic. And we were like, absolutely not. We're crashing this. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Mesa Verde has been on your dream list of national parks for quite some yeah. time. We know how Kim is with ancient ruins. These are ancient pueblos built into the cliff's edge. And so ancient ruins, nonetheless, to some degree. 
and I know you were really fired up for this one. So when we had planned it, we were like, we got to let Kim know. And yeah, it was an anniversary trip, but it was really a squad and friends trip. And it was amazing. Yeah, we were able to see three different tours of Mesa Verde National Park. And then we did leave Kim and Robin behind at the airport at one point. And Jamal and I continued for another day and went to Santa Fe and went to Bandelier National Monument to see more cliff dwellings, which was really cool as well. So it was a really good trip, nonetheless, of how it was originally planned. I can't believe you guys only took one trip in August. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But in September, maybe it was because in September we had a really amazing trip plan. And in September is when we went to Uganda. And this is probably the trip of our year and of a lifetime. Like it really, I think is my number one trip that I've ever been on. We did so much in the 10 days that we were in Uganda. We went to Murchison Falls National Park, which had such an amazing safari game drive. We saw elephants, giraffe, Cape Buffalo, monkeys. And then of course, Murchison Falls, which flows into the Nile. And most people think of the Nile being in like Egypt, but it also flows into Uganda. Well, it doesn't flow into Uganda as the source of the Nile. Yeah. This was an amazing trip. Like Brittany said, complete bucket list trip of a lifetime. I'm ready to go back to Uganda. I really, really am. We got it all. I mean, you have traditional African safari. Then you also have the jungle and mountain areas where you have the primates, the chimpanzees, gorillas. We saw like leopards, lions, giraffes, elephants, chimps, hiking to gorillas, standing within five feet of them. We recently had our Uganda episode air. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it, get inspired. But I loved Uganda. This was not our first time like going to Africa and doing a safari. I, Kim, you need to get on it. I know <laughs> like we say like this is like your South Africa, you know, when we had gone and we said like you missed a really good time. I know you want to go, but been to Africa before, but Uganda just blew us away. Really did. Loved it so much. That is probably our longest episode we've ever recorded. I think it it's at least two hours long and we didn't even get into every detail we could have. That that was a really good one. In October, you all came out to Austin to visit me and we mm-hmm. busted out tons of episodes so that we could record them in person and catch up. We also went to San Antonio and did the river walk there. That was really cool. And got some barbecue as well. I mean, you can't go to Texas without getting Texas barbecue. It's an everyday staple for you now, Kim. But when we're in Texas, <laughs> rest assured, we're getting some Texas barbecue. So we did that in San Antonio. And then also in October, maybe the second best month, July, obviously my birthday month, but October is Brittany's. And we took oh, wow. a birthday trip for Brittany in October, a really epic one, mind you, too. Yeah, I was wanting to go to New England for my birthday and really see the fall foliage because I haven't done a trip like that before. So that's exactly what we did. We flew into Boston. We drove up through New Hampshire. We went to Flume Gorge, which you've been to, Kim, in Franconia State Park. And then from there, we drove to Acadia National Park in Maine, and we spent two days exploring Acadia National Park and then Bar Harbor, which is a city that's right outside of the national park, and loved it. It was amazing. I will definitely go back. So beautiful. So scenic. Bar Harbor's really cute. Very lively. Nice downtown that you can walk in. Very walkable city. And the scenery was fantastic. So highly recommend doing Acadia National Park in October for the fall colors. And on our way back down to Boston to fly out, we spent half a day in Boston and we did the Freedom Trail, which is two and a half miles and it passes through 16 different significant locations that contribute to the history 
of the United States. And then, of course, while we were in Boston, you can't go to Boston and not get clam chowder and cannolis. So that's what we did. Clam chowder, I don't know about that, but the cannolis, yes. Well, Kim is not a seafood fan, but you know what? If you're a seafood fan, you got to get the New England clam clam chowder. Is that how they say it? Chowder? You get in your car and you get the chowder. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, though. I am not a cannoli fan, and I was really more excited for the Boston cream pies, right? But the cannolis at the place that we went to, what was it called? Mike's? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. They were – I've never had a cannoli taste so good. I loved it. I was more excited about the Boston cream pie from the original location, mind you. And that was eh, cannoli A game from Mike's, man. You got to go to it. And that was also on your recommendation when you were out there, Kim. Like this trip that mm-hmm. we took for Brittany's birthday was inspired by your New England trip. That you- and those cannolis, you cannot go without them. The Boston cream pie, maybe on my next trip, I'll, I'll get to experience the cream pie, but I didn't have it on that last one. Experience it to experience it, but it's not as uh, fulfilling as you would imagine it to be. Hmm. But moving into November, I did another girl's trip. I actually went to Sedona with our friend Kasha. We met up in Phoenix and then we drove up there. And we just spent a few days doing some epic hikes and vortexes. We did like the Devil's Bridge. We visited Chapel of the Holy Cross. And we added a new trail that I had never been on before, which is the subway trail. It has some iconic shots. And it's a little scary to climb up to get the subway view. But it was amazing. And then we did some of the the more popular vortexes like Bell Rock and Airport Mesa Vortex. And we also did a really cool hike up to a point called Chicken Point that has really great landscape views. So that was a really good trip to catch up with Kasha and just get away. Jamal is very busy during the fourth quarter of the year. So he told me if I wanted to take a trip to take a trip without him. So that's exactly what I did. I need a little bit of downtime from, you know, mid-October till the end of the year. So the me and Brittany traveling is not so much during this time. But, you know, like we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, we're all work full time. And this is my time, like where it's really major for me to work. But I'm glad Brittany got to enjoy it. I've been to Sedona several times before, obviously with Brittany. Here she is going again, having a really good time. But you also had an epic November for maybe the third best month of the year. Arguably one of the best months of the year, (laughs) I must say. November always kills it. (laughs) My birthday is November 16th. And so I took a trip to Mexico again. There's just really so many places in Mexico. You could go there for sure. Time and time again and see something new every time. This time we went to Puebla. His cousin lives in Puebla. So we stayed with him on this great house on a private golf course. And it was really, really nice. And his birthday is also in November. And so he had a big party. That was really fun. We got to see this area. It's it's a European style village complex called Val Curico. Not, probably not pronouncing that correctly. But it's made to look like you're in the Tuscany villages in the cobblestone streets. And it's really, really beautiful. There's live music there. There's people just walking around. There's Italian restaurants. We went to one. It was really, really good. We also went to Cholula. And they're all kind of within like 15 minutes driving of each other. And so Cholula has old pyramids, tons of shopping, tons of vendors, got some really cool stuff to bring home for the house and this really cool food tray that I really wanted. So that was really fun. We also ended the trip in Mexico City because we had to fly in and out of there anyway. So we came back the day before, stayed in a Japanese-inspired Airbnb. Everything was Japanese-themed. 
Very nice. It was really cool. They had this giant tub out on the outside terrace that they filled with red rose petals. And we got to take a bath with rose petals. That was really cool. <laughs> Ooh, so romantic. Yeah, it was. It would have been cool to stay longer, but you know we didn't have that much longer. And we stayed in the Khan area. And so we went out to markets and got great food. And there were tons of vendors. There was some kind of holiday going on. That was a great, great way to end the trip because it was like, go, 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 you know, being hosted, parties, going out to eat. And then the last night to do like just us and rose petal bath. It was amazing. Well, I'm glad you had an amazing birthday trip. And, you know, obviously we all go to Mexico a lot, but I feel like you've gone to some, I don't want to say remote places, but popular places, but not necessarily popular for a lot of tourists like Puebla, like, gosh, why can't I think of the colorful city? Guanajuato, yeah, and even several times and went during Cervantino, which is like their popular festival that they have there. And there mm-hmm. there really are so many great places in Mexico outside of the beach areas that everyone knows and loves totally. in these like little towns or even larger ones, of course, but so quaint and nice. And when I see the photos that you post of these places, I'm really, really jealous and it inspires my Mexican travel. Uh, in Yeah, definitely. I feel like we've done so much in Mexico, but we're just still barely scraping the surface and there's so much more to do and I can't wait to explore more of that and uh, so um I am so inspired by your trips and Kim I can't wait to go to Puebla and Guanajuato maybe when you guys finally decide to book that Guanajuato trip let me know because I would love to go back it's such a great town well, and let's not forget, we already confirmed we're going Cabo 2023. So, I mean, we got so many Mexico little adventures to go to. But that was November, closing out the year here in December. We took a trip. I told Brittany no, because again, busy time for me. Now, granted, she scheduled it for the day after my busy time of when like open enrollment ends for my main profession. But I ended up going and we took a road trip to White Sands National Park. She made me drive all the way from San Diego (laughs) into Arizona, into New Mexico, 10 and a half hours to White Sands National Park. But we got to hit off and check off our 47th National Park. Wow. There's 63 national parks in the USA. We just hit number 47. What a milestone. Mm -hmm. And, um, White Sands is another national park where you only need half a day to a full day to explore all of it. I was set on doing a few trails, like two or three. The first two were very short. One was a mile. The other one was like not even half a mile. It was a quarter mile. It was a boardwalk that goes over the white sand that they have. But the highlight was Alkali Flats Trail which was four to five miles hiking in sand. And hiking in sand is very, very difficult. We actually said that after visiting Great Sand Dunes National Park, we would never hike in sand again. And here I am making Jamal (laughs) hike in sand. But it was so beautiful. Like it was a little overcast, which definitely helps because there is no shade at all, no real vegetation that's going to provide you any sort of shade. But you're just surrounded in a sea of white sand. Everywhere you look is white sand. It literally looks like snow. And it does. It looks like snow. And it would be – I'm so glad that this trail – is marked very, very well because you could easily get lost and not know where you're going because it's sand dune after sand dune. So you can't even see the parking lot when you're hiking. So you lose all sense of direction. Two very notable signs that they had at the start of the trail that you want to pay attention to on this. 
One of them was exactly like Brittany said about the trail being marked well. It is, but they're basically just little pillars that come out of the sand. And you're supposed to follow the pillars. And it says, if you do not see the next pillar, turn around. And I'll tell you what, if you continue on and you don't see another pillar, I mean, you're, you're getting lost out there in those dunes, number one. So pay close attention to that. Another piece of advice to pay close attention to, Brittany posted a story on this. I thought it was completely crazy. You're surrounded by missile testing facilities in the area. I think even an Air Force base because we saw some jets. And a very prominent note that they have is if you see something odd looking in the sand, do not touch. This may be explosive ordnance from military testing. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. Don't touch a, a metal object you see out there. It might explode on you. I'm not saying this to discourage you from going, but like crazy. I mean, those are the two prominent warnings for that trail. But nonetheless, scenic beauty all around. Those white sands really look like snow. And it was absolutely beautiful. And then while we were on our way back, we broke up the drive a bit. We stayed in Tucson for a night, which is right outside of Saguaro National Park. So we drove into Saguaro. And Saguaro is famous for their 40 feet cacti that live over 200 years. When they're over 40 feet tall, they become like 4,000 pounds. They're really impressive, really beautiful. We got to go at sunset one night and just the reflection of the sun on like the hillside and the cacti just really illuminated the landscape and it was really beautiful. And then we went for a brisk morning walk the next morning before heading back to San Diego. And that was our second to last trip of the year. We're actually headed to Northern California this weekend to visit Jamal's parents for an early Christmas. So by the time this airs, we would have actually done that trip, but holiday time up north with the family. But that Saguaro trip, we've already been to Saguaro just because we had the National Park Pass driving through Tucson to break up the drive. And Saguaro was right there. We're like, we have to stop in and go. And every time I'm there, it's just so impressive to see such large cacti. You know, it, it just blows my mind every time. I know the pictures you guys posted were so cool to see Jamal standing next to a cactus that's bigger than him is so funny. <laughs> hey, you, guess what we saw, Kim? <laughs> We did a morning trail. So there's two sides to the park, the east and west side. The east side, we went at night and, and saw it with the sunset and it was really beautiful. But before our drive home from Tucson to San Diego, we're like, well, let's go to the west side because we're heading west back you know, to San Diego. We did a morning drive around that they have and a trail. And as we were driving right about to get to the trailhead, we see a coyote crossing the road with his morning breakfast in his mouth that he had just actually caught. Gosh. And I've never seen a wild coyote. And here we are just in the morning in the desert. Here's this coyote with his breakfast and just making the most out of his environment. And it like, it's one of those things. It's really, really cool, especially when you live in a city and you get out there and really see wildlife. It's, it's, it's humbling to know how they survive out there. Pretty cool. That's very cool. This year has been fun. I think between moving and the types of trips that I took this year, in years past, maybe I was thinking like, I want to hit as many international trips as I can and want to see as much as I can, do as much as I can. And I definitely caught the travel bug, you know, back in 2016 when we first went to Peru. And this year I've kind of changed a little bit. I like waking up and finding a coffee shop and just sitting. I have this memory of being in Guanajuato, sitting at a patio table outdoors and right beyond us is this beautiful old church or sitting up in the balcony balcony, just having a margarita and seeing the whole plaza below. That stuff is fun. And I think 
my travel style maybe has slowed down a little bit. I also really love the cool Airbnbs and having a reason to want to stay in the Airbnb versus being out, 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 out at Hakazan until 5 a.m. <laughs> I'm over 30. <laughs> no, but I, but I agree with you. Obviously, you know, Brittany and I, uh, just a lot of the trips that we do because we try to fit them in on a weekend is go, go, go. But I resonate with your travel style. I appreciate that very much of just like kind of the laid back. You're enjoying the experience. You're in Wanawato. You're waking up just having a coffee casually, seeing the city life and daily life of the locals go by you as you're just relaxing. I resonate with that. And I like that style also. Certain trips are conducive for it, but I, I appreciate you making it part of your personal travel style. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, there has been a few trips this year that we did take the slower pace and kind of didn't have as much planned. And once we were done with like one major hike or trail, we spent the the rest of the time, like just leisurely walking the city or stopping to get food somewhere and not as rigid of an itinerary and go, go, go. But I want to say the most rigid itinerary we stuck to this year was our gate one trip to Uganda. I mean, gate one just really from one is intense. Dawn to sunset, <laughs> it is intense. You know, you know, like you're going to be exhausted by the end of the trip. But at the same time, I'm not a people person necessarily. Like, I don't like crowds. So I do like yeah. some trips where I don't mind getting up at the crack of dawn if I'm going to be the first on the trailhead and see, have like a beautiful view to myself. Like, at the end of the trail. So I'm still kind of in the middle, but I am excited for 2023. And we'll talk about some of the trips because I know one specific trip is going to be at a more leisure pace and a slower pace and appreciate the city that we're in and the environment that we're in. So I'm really excited for that. Let's talk about some of the, the travel we have planned for next year. Some of it's already booked. It's already planned. It's already confirmed. Some of it's a little up in the air, maybe want to... What are some of the trips that you guys have planned for sure? So for sure, we're going in January to Morocco. We had canceled this trip before it had been canceled on us, I should say. But we're meeting up in Morocco with Kasha and Ryan on an eight-day Gate One adventure. And in February, we are going to Florida and we're going to swim with the manatees in Crystal River. So I'm really excited about that. And Jamal, you wanted to go to Spain in April. Surprise me with this trip. I did. I did. So, I mean, we have a squad trip coming up. Usually we take our bigger trip or one of our bigger trips in May. Usually that's a squad trip, right? And we are doing a squad trip. But where we want to go is Banff National Park in Canada, just in the Rockies Mountains outside of Calgary. We're also going to go to Jasper and Yoho on that one. But it's in the Rockies. It's up north. And there's still going to be a lot of snow in May. So we pushed that to June. So I was like, well, somewhere in between January and June, like, let's see what good travel sales and deals there are. Where have we not been able to go that we want to go? And we just threw in Spain on this one. And I was like, let's go to Spain. And I think this is what Brittany's talking about of where she's excited to be at the more leisurely pace, right? Because when we're Googling a lot of stuff to do in Barcelona, Madrid, things are coming up. But things that aren't necessarily like pressing and like so much, like a lot of museums. And so I'm really excited to, yeah, like we're just strolling the city at a leisurely pace, getting coffee in the morning in a plaza, maybe going to a market for food and local stuff like that. So I- I'm really excited. Getting tapas in the afternoon. Absolutely. Ooh, taking my siesta, by the way, <laughs> taking my siesta. I plan to take my siesta and feel like a Spaniard. <laughs> well, you're going to have to. Everything closes down, so they force it on you. <laughs> I know. I know. And then so like we said, in June, we have Banff. 
uh, Jasper and Yoho. And then September, Brittany and I, this is the plan is a group trip of my friends from Northern California, our hometown, with all our wives and girlfriends going to Oktoberfest in Germany. So it's we've all verbally committed, but nothing is set in stone. And I don't know if that will happen or not. And I know we kind of went down the list of what we have planned. What do you got planned, Kim? So January, I'm trying to go to Fredericksburg, which is in Texas Hill Country. It's a wine region here in Texas. And bring the dogs out there and Airbnb it for a weekend and just have like a wine weekend out there. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's It's got a lot of hype. It's kind of like a Valle, I wouldn't say Napa, but it, it's the wine region of Texas. So I've heard a lot about Fredericksburg, actually. I'm really excited really? to see about it when you go. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely heard of a lot about Fredericksburg. Yeah, so we want to bring the dogs and make a little weekend out of it. Trying to find a place with a hot tub, obviously. Of course. Now. <laughs> without saying. February, we have a trip booked to New Orleans. I've been before. You guys have been before. But for whatever reason, we all felt like we don't have enough content to put a podcast together. Maybe because New Orleans is just a wild place where you walk around and take it all in. And so this trip, I'm doing this for you, squatties. I'm going back <laughs> to New Orleans. <laughs> And I plan to go to brunch and go on the steamboat for a jazz dinner and, of course, do Frenchman Street and Bourbon Street. But I'm going to get a lot more content so we can bring back a legitimate episode for the squatties. And eat Cajun food. I will be eating fried chicken and red beans and rice. All right. But for sure. I know you're not a fish fan. You got to try the fried Don't catfish. Don't even say it, Jamal. Fried catfish. <laughs> got to try it. That's a southern Absolutely not. Gumbo? How about some fried gator? No. Gumbo is okay. There's just chicken and sausage and a lot of gumbos. And I like gumbo. Okay. With some shrimp in it. No. Jambalaya? <laughs> no. no <laughs> I don't know what type of content Kim's bringing our way with this. <laughs> well, Jordan and James are also going on that trip. And my friend Osidius, which is Jesse's previous girlfriend, baby mama. So we're getting a little group together and it's going to be fun. If any squatties want to come out, the, the invite is open. Well, last time you went out with a group that sounded very similar to that, it got really wild and we weren't able to get that content. So this time <laughs> we're holding you to be able to I'm get that content. Kim, you said it to the squatties. We got to do it now. <laughs> and it won't be all strip clubs and bourbon street bars, I promise. Good. <laughs> we have no trips planned in, in March, neither one of us at this point. I'm sure something will pop up. Probably Cabo. Cabo. That's the perfect time to go. <laughs> we have availability. <laughs> I don't have anything really else solidified, but Louis's birthday's in July, and I really want to go to like New York City. We've, he's never been. He's never seen it, but I'm kind of like NYC or Chicago. Probably NYC because... He's never been, so it'd be a little bit more iconic. But we're also talking about Lavender Valley in Oregon. We might hit that too. Yeah, I have a lot planned for his birthday. I'm pulling a Brittany now. <laughs> <laughs> then we are for sure going to Greece in September. Nothing's booked because it's still a little early and we're waiting for sales and whatnot. But we are going to be going to Greece, likely Santorini, Mykonos, and Athens, maybe some other places if we can. Gate One actually pulled a fast one on me. They sent out their 
deal email, which if you all listening are not subscribed to the deal from Gate One Travel, go subscribe because they send out promo codes. So it was taking it down from like $21.59 to $15.99. It hit all those islands and it included flights. And I was like, this is great. The dates were lining up. But then I go look and it's completely unguided. It's just your hotels, your flight and your transfers and obviously your breakfast buffet at the hotel, but no excursions or tours during the day. But I feel like that's still a really good price for flights, hotels, transfers, all of that. That's true, but I don't I want to set my own schedule and pick my own places. Okay. We're looking Fair at enough. some places that have like a pool on the second story that glass ceiling. So when you're on the bottom floor where the bed is, you're looking up at the pool. So we're planning to go cheap in some places and then ball out in others Mm -hmm. where we stay. Very nice. (laughs) And I I have a lot of other explore your own backyard type places around Texas. Um, Big Bend National Park, trying to hit that when it's cool out. So either beginning of the year or end of the year next year, I definitely want to hit up Dallas. More more interested in hitting up Houston and seeing this big city. Both of them I want to hit. South Padre Island is about five hours south in the Gulf. Got to hit that in the summer. So I have a whole list of nearby trips to take around here too. Yeah. Even though we don't have all of our trips solidified on this list. Jamal and I also have some, like, I have some, always have ideas floating in my brain about, <laughs> like, where can we go for this month? We're considering going to Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Park in July for Jamal's birthday. So we have some other ideas floating around and explore our backyard a little bit too. But I'm really excited for 2023 and everything that we have planned so far. I'm excited to see where it goes. And we also have a lot planned for the podcast as well. In 2023, we're going to have episodes, of course, on all of the places that we go. You know that. And we are continuing to work on providing more itineraries for you guys, both free and for purchase. So right now for free, we have one day in Big Sur, one day in San Diego. I'm almost done with a one day San Francisco. And we have some more ideas coming that way too. Also have been working on travel planners. We now have them in five different colors and we're also offering a customizable version. You just have to DM us or email us for pricing on that. So really excited about those things that we have to come. And there's a few more things as well. We also have a really detailed workbook course on how to start a podcast that should be up on the site before the end of the year. And we'll be talking a lot more about it next year, but it really breaks down step by step how to start your own podcast because there really is no better time. And in this travel community or whatever community you're in, but especially travel, there is no shortage of a need for inspiration and travel motivation. So that's going to be another exciting product launch coming out soon. And one of the main reasons, again, as we know why we started the podcast, we tell you all the time, is to really bring value to you guys in terms of giving you good, solid advice. On our website, you know, our itineraries, go check them out. Really see the free ones, see the ones that are not free and plan trips that way. And we talk about it in the episodes here for you. So if you like what we're talking about that we did, that correlates then to those itineraries. Any stories that you see that have our links or even from our website that they'll take you to the Amazon marketplace, none of these things that we're representing are paid sponsorships. These are genuine opinions of like, yes, this is a great travel product. We use it. We love it. And so there are genuine advice. And if you like listening to us because you like our advice, you'll definitely love those products. 
clicking those links definitely supports our podcast so we can bring you more amazing content now and in the years to come. So please do utilize those links when you see them and go to our website and click on them. We're also accepting new interviews for next year as well. We have a couple really cool ones lined up, one in particular with one of our friends who's been on the podcast before. She had this really amazing three-month trip through Southeast Asia, solo female travel trip, really, really exciting stuff in that episode. And if you're listening and you have a travel business or really cool travel stories or travel advice that you think that other people would be interested in, maybe we haven't covered here before, reach out to us and see what we have available for interview spots. We also want to dive into merch a little bit more, maybe shirts, stickers, some other things. We'll be completely honest. We have so much going on that it's been a slow transition to try to get that stuff in place because we've been working on the itineraries and the travel planners and the episodes and the podcast course. So we're trying to branch out a little bit more, but those are some of the things that we have in the works for 2023. And so, so much more. So if you guys have any ideas or questions of the week, send those in. Or you, I know recently we asked on our Instagram, if what do you want to hear in 2023? Do you have a question? Do you have an episode idea? We got some really good feedback there. So if you want to hear something, let us know and, and we'll plan an episode around it. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our episode this week and all year long. It's been great. Keep the adventures going with us into next year on our Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, squaddies. Bye, squaddies. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.